on 77 WABC. It's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon, America. This is Rudy Giuliani live from New York City, the capital of the world, on 77 WABC. And thank you very much for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and I love our audience. You always find something to come up with that I didn't think of and because you're so smart and dedicated and caring. And also download the 77WABC app to listen and stay informed everywhere you go, okay? That's very, very important. So I, I would say um, we've, got, we've got a battle going on in New York, and we've got a battle going on in Chicago, and both of them are going to determine to a very great extent, I think, a lot of the future of America. The battle here is bra- brag against the PD, certainly the commissioner, against the mayor or not. So I'm going to tell you, I don't know the mayor's real position here, and, and um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's a different style than I would use, not necessarily better or worse. So if I face this with my uh, with my um, with with the eight the eight the DA, who after all you don't appoint, but you really do outrank him, and you do have something to say about his budget, and budgets are really important. And it is perfectly appropriate to exercise political power through a budget to protect your citizens. So this would have been over by now. Either he's, you know, either he's gone or I'm attacking him every day. Or he's changed his mind. That tells me I overspoke. I made a mistake. I didn't realize. Right, give me a chance to focus on this. I, I didn't realize the implications. I had never thought it through. Any of those things I'm willing to accept. I'm willing to accept. I, I don't, I don't, I think particularly the first couple of days, a guy's in office and he's got all these preconceived notions coming out of that left-wing, you know, uh, pie-in-the-sky, cloudy, cloudy thinking. What the heck? Who knows? He might be able to readjust himself, and now he's going to be in a world of, 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 of government people and police, and you can get to see the victims. And You see the first lady that's raped, and, and you want to let the guy go? Come on, I don't think so. I don't think he's – I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he will. But I'm, I'm assuming we roughly got a normal guy there, and uh, he'll see that and say, Whew, "Let me moderate." So I look at Adams, and I don't know what I'm. Am I looking at a guy who wants somebody else to do his dirty work, namely the police commissioner? Or I'm looking at a guy that wants to be able to c- continue to have a good relationship with the DA and puts the dirty work on somebody else. But then again, it shouldn't have been the police commissioner because the police commissioner needs a good relationship with the DA, maybe even more than the mayor does, but that's okay. So the simple fact is we don't know where this is ending up yet. Where it can't end up is him doing any of the things he wants to do. Uh, People who stick up a store go to jail. Hmm? With very, 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 very narrow exceptions. Because it's predictable that people that stick up a store are eventually going to hurt somebody. You know, these are not benign little acts. And the whole, your whole uh, ignorant rejection of the broken windows theory, the broken windows theory is more intellectually competent than you're capable of or me. It, 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 it brings experiences together of a lot of people, and it just works. 
and you're hurting your if you assume and I don't know that you do. That's up to you. But if you assume as an African-American, you have maybe a special responsibility to African-Americans. When you do this, you're going to get them killed disproportionately. You're playing with their lives, seven to eight out of ten. So slap yourself across the face and say, it, isn't it possible that I have predispositions here that don't work to help the people of my city? And if you do, you'll make the you'll make this you'll you'll make the switch you'll make the switch around. But uh, just to think, the city is safe. I mean, New York City, the Good Samaritan. You see this Good Samaritan. I've always I mean, we love stories about Good Samaritans because you know we also get the stories. We get the stories of um, we call we call them old timers like us. We uh, call them the Kitty Genovese stories, where Kitty Genovese was getting raped and. And she was screaming, and nobody, 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 nobody did, did anything for her. Hmm? Hmm? I mean, that's terrible, right? That's really terrible. So um, the Good Samaritan died trying to save a victim of an alleged subway gang assault. I mean, that's... Uh, Please say that the suspects approached a 38-year-old man on the subway and displayed a knife before the group began physically assaulting him. The group began physically assaulting him. The group. The vic- victim fell to the roadbed when, when an ongoing, ongoing train approached, and it was... <sighs> we don't know exactly why the attack took place. A 36-year-old uh, guy leapt forward and tried to save him. But he ended up being struck and killed by the train. Wow. That's guts. That's guts. We should have a special funeral for him. That's what I would do. Be on the phone with the commissioner. We want to give him a special funeral. We want to tell everybody in New York, if you do something like that, you are a super, super human being. And we want to give you a funeral because we want to pray to you. You're probably up there with God right now. God bless him. And and, um, I don't see a name yet. There may be one article I have doesn't have it. If we get his name, I'll give it to you just so. I always think it's good to say somebody's name. This is a very, very significant act. He, uh, you know, my son was involved in something like this yesterday. Thank God, not as uh, difficult, but he was coming home. I'm trying to think what time. It would have been a Saturday night, actually. He was coming home from a campaign appearance, and he was by himself walking towards his house, and he saw this, heard this commotion, and he saw this, uh, uh, I think he caught it up caught caught up with it as the guy was punching the girl and andrew said the girl went with the punch which is what she's supposed to do right and therefore the blow wasn't as bad as it would be but she went down and then she got up and he went over and he he had his phone immediately and he said i'm calling 911 i'm calling 911 and the guy took off and the woman i i don't remember if he said the woman's oh it's not necessary or something like that but then once he made sure the woman was okay and the cop was on his way and uh he took off after the kid but couldn't find or the kid the guy I don't know if it was the kid that he couldn't find him then he came back the woman disappeared she didn't put a complaint into the cops you know this was part of my learning process when I did behind closed doors in in 1993 94 
And, you know, I learned this. I learned this as a prosecutor, but it was really very well academically researched about how uh, women are getting beaten up. They call the police and then they side with the they side with the with the violent offender because there's a codependency relationship with it. Yeah, I guess you call it that. It's a sick relationship, not a good one. It's one that's got to be broken. And there are strategies for it. Uh, But, you know, you can't you need. You need a social worker, you need a policeman, you might even need a doctor to get all that done. But you can do it with social worker and policeman, you know, the easier cases and then the bigger ones. But just don't give up. Look, people think I'm a hard, you know, hard whatever. I'm not. I come at the homeless from the point of view of how can you have a creature of God living on the road and not doing anything about it? not a mark of a good society that you let, let people have a right to live outside. It's a mark of a good society to get people living inside and being able to take care of their children. Now that we're, now we're talking. Now we're talking about a good society. Not, not, um, not people living on the street and you're throwing scraps. I mean, this is... And then we've got a we got a video of a gunman killing a Harlem Burger King cashier. So my plea to the mayor, to Mayor Adams is I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and say you're gonna straighten out this uh, DA. And I'm gonna be mindful of the fact that you wanna do it diplomatically, you don't wanna go right at him. Uh, which is okay, as long as you get it done. You see, the most important thing here is this guy's going to cause us lives. Bragg is going to cause us lives. It's about as um, easy to demonstrate as anything. Uh, you, you let 20 people out today, how many of them you think are going to return to crime? How many? You got, I mean, they got one guy they let out. He, he was arrested one, two, three, four, five, six, 12 times in one month. I don't think he missed a day. It would be much easier for him in terms of wear and tear on his body if you just put him in. But he's going to come out. Until you catch him again, he's going to do more burglaries. Thank you. We don't have enough. Put a few more out. I would like someone who's thinking of calling in. By the way, the number is 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. I'd like somebody thinking about calling in. Tell me. Argue for me the justification, not so much for what the guy's saying about fairness. We get that. But how, this does, how does this reduce crime? How does putting more criminals out on the street, who you determine aren't that dangerous, but we are talking about guys who do armed robberies uh, with, with knives. So how does, this get, how does it make the city more safe when, when the fact is we already have had this experience of a program that made the city more safe than any other city in America, quicker than any other city in America, and held that way until a progressive Democrat came along? I just think that's the most sarcastic word, progressive. Progressive means making a pro- progress, not, not retreating to 1850 and using Karl Marx as our grand, grand uh, teacher and, philo- and, and philosopher, right? That's a big, big difference. Big difference. So uh, Bragg now has gone ahead and he's outlined his plans. I mean, he, he, keeps, he keeps digging a bigger and bigger hole, I'd have to say, which um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually trying to trying to trying to figure the guy out. Maybe you can help me with that too. What are we dealing with here? We're dealing with a smart guy, uh, and therefore this is very crafty. Are we dealing with a true believer? That could be. Could be. I guess we have to give him benefit of that doubt, right? True believer. Are we dealing with a bit of a game player, right? I mean, when he says, I'm going to, I mean, you take this at face value, maybe he is a little naive. This is going to make us safer. It's intuitive. It's common sense. I don't understand the pushback. I mean, uh, so I can't figure the guy out completely. Cannot figure him out. And there's been tremendous amount of reaction to this, both in New York and around the country. I mean, look, Jen Psaki was asked about it the other day, right? So, um, and this, uh, Sharpton, of course, loves it. Uh, probably wants to take credit for it. But the police commissioner is very concerned about the implications for the police officer's safety. Of course you should be. How about, I mean, in general, for innocent people? We're, we're worried about innocent people here. That's our major, that's our major, major worry. Always, right? So, you know, that's where, that's, that's, that's who we, that's who we, that's who we think about most. That's, that's who's on our minds most. That's, that's the whole situation. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Well, we have to say, uh, I was driving home last night when the fire was going on. In fact, I was going through the Bronx and I had a tremendous desire to go because I used to go to all the fires. And let me say, I, you know, I've, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to try as often as possible to be supportive of the mayor unless I think he's really headed in the wrong direction. So let's say this. I liked what he did last night. I was brokenhearted about what happened to us children and all those people with that fire. I am well, well aware of the fires of New York. I used to go to every big one, kind of borrowing from my hero LaGuardia, who used to have a – I didn't quite have a uniform, but – uh, I did follow his uh, lead in his biography, and I kept my clothes right next to my bed so I could put them on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, delay the firefighters, and uh, so I got to see a lot. And apparently, um, Eric got, you know, got got to see a lot last night too. Um, it's just a just a shame. Or nine children? Nine children died. Was it nine? <sighs> Space heater, small, confined place, maybe Christmas trees around, always this time of year. Well, we pray for the repose of their soul, and, and, and we give the mayor and the governor and their subordinates who came, we give them, we give them credit for coming. Not everybody does that. And we, we're not going to be negative about this at all, but some very prominent mayors didn't do this the way they should. It... it uh, it means something for the mayor to be there for the people who have to go through the loss. It's not just a political gesture, and it's a gesture that he cares about people. That I take right on face value, him and and, uh, and the other people that went there. And, of course, uh, Danny Nigro, who worked, worked with me on September 11, he's a, he really knows. I mean, Sammy, Sammy, Danny really knows what he's doing. I'm thinking about somebody named Sammy. I'm going to tell you a story about. So let's see if we can go to um, 
Let me take a question right now. That'd be kind of fun. We don't always take a question around this time. I, th- I think we have time for one. So we're going to pick somebody. Is it is it Mary or Marie in New Jersey? Oh, Mike. Oh, it's Mike. Oh, man, I can't read my own, own handwriting. Whoever is in New Jersey named Mark or something, answer. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, Rudy? What's your name? Uh, Mark. All right. I, at first, I thought it was Marie. Then I thought it was Mary. <laughs> well, no, but, you know, you're allowed to do that. Now, you, I mean, you could have said when I called you, well, you, you got it on. I feel that way today. Yeah. That's right? Okay. Right. I called a lot worse. Hey, um, I was <laughs> Me too. Because uh, I, I think uh, I hate to be a negative, but I think uh, Eric Adams is showing his true colors here already. Um, I don't have much faith in, uh, you know, him changing too much um it's a shame it's a shame i mean you, you, but, 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 let's, let's get specific i mean you think you so he has said that he's going to make crime number one he's going to get crime down uh, obviously yeah. the the program outlined by bragg would be a disaster would increase crime oh, but you don't think he, you don't think he's got the what it takes to sit on bragg well i i don't think he will I mean, he, I know he's got what it takes to do it, but I just don't. Oh, I see what you're saying. You think secretly yeah. he's okay with it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I hate to say it, but no, uh, no, I, I understand. That's a perfectly legitimate opinion. I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'd have to see. I'd have to see. I mean, I like what he said on crime mostly. I don't like what he did with I- illegals voting. People that are not that are not in this country legally or, or not citizens of this country, for that matter. I don't find that to be a very helpful uh, decision because, I mean, we should be making a decision about who, who Americans should be making a decision about who governs us, right? Yeah, somebody who's put the time in and, you know, and proved that they have, you know, the, the country's best interest at heart. So, Well, you got a suggestion uh, for us? Well, um, just another thing with this uh, Sotomayor um spewing out all this false information she should be uh she should be banned you know so, you know going on tv and saying there's hundreds of thousands yeah of maybe, maybe she are, should apologize and and, and, uh, and give us an indication she understood she was wrong maybe it would also re- reduce their arrogance if you did, if they had to admit they were wrong that was the dumbest thing in the world dumbest 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 thing well wow 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 i tell you we came out of <laughs> came out of left field, right? 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 Let's try one more. Let's try um, let's try John in Staten Island. John in Staten Island. Oh, John in Staten. We got Gene. Yes. Hello, yes. Gene. Where are you, Gene? I'm in Brooklyn, Mr. Mayor. All right, good. Brooklyn, good old Brooklyn. I love Brooklyn. What do you want to talk about, Gene? Okay, I would like to ask you first about a progress report as we stand with Eric Adams as of now. But I got a couple of points. When the debate was on with Eric Adams and Slaver, who I'm a fan of, they asked him a question pertaining to uh, giving him a grade, de Blasio, uh, when he leaves. And Adams, Adams said B plus, and Curtis flipped out. What do you expect from this guy now with the 800,000 illegal immigrants? He ain't going to do nothing. He's a Democrat. What do you think he's going to do? What's your progress report? 
I think he's going to stick with the crime stuff. He's going to try, and, and I think he knows also, he's not, see, the good thing about him is he's a cop and he's, he's not naive. So, you know, if he was somebody else and he wanted to reduce crime, they could maybe sell him on the idea, oh, you just let him out of jail, they'll be good boys, they'll be nice, they won't do anything. I mean, he just did 15 or 20 robberies the last month because he had nothing, because he, because he was afraid of going to jail. Uh, <laughs> now, if you tell him he's not going to go to jail, he won't do any robberies. I mean, it's stupid. It's completely stupid. Um, Adam Adams behind the scenes, at least, should be going holy. It should be going to holy hell over this. It's going crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no way, no way. I'm telling you, has to be that way. So. We're going to be back to take your phone calls on 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. I'm Rudy Giuliani, and with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution on Talk Radio 77WABC. We'll get a better solution on the app. Okay? All right? Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back, Rudy Giuliani. You can chat with the mayor at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Okay? So, I'm telling you, the whole country's up in arms about this brag thing. Because the whole country, you know, they... There's a there's a love hate relationship with New York City that I got to know really well being the, well a New Yorker for life traveling a lot and also the mayor then traveling as a really represent I still am like a, there's your New Yorker there's New York uh, so when something happens in New York it gets magnified if there's a crime in Central Park as opposed to a crime in a park in Dallas believe me the one in Central Park is going to get the attention nothing wrong with Dallas but Dallas is not the capital of the world. And uh, so that's good and bad, right? Which is why we have to have a safe city. Well, those people that don't want to go to work, they'll have nice jobs to go to work. Mm. I get so depressed when I hear about you know people not going to work and the work numbers are down. And I work so hard to develop a work ethic among young people. Whew. So let's go to Joe on Staten Island. How you doing, Mayor? Good, Joe. How are you? No, not too bad. Just a little upset. Uh, nobody's talking about this, this, this Mayor Adams. I mean, get rid of all these mandates in this city over here. And one other thing, why didn't Curtis Lee just run on, run on that on his campaign saying that he would get rid of all the mandates in New York City? He would have walked in like a, like a, like a piece of cake. He would have got right in. He didn't, he didn't do anything about the mandates, Lee. He didn't say nothing about it. All he had to do was say he was going to get rid of all the mandates. Everybody would have voted for him. He would have walked right in. I, I mean, I, 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 uh, I don't remember what he did about the mandate, but he would not have walked right in. The, the city is, is um, the barrier to electing a Republican, you really have to understand, is a massive undertaking in the city. And the city, and I know it's hard because we are in bad shape, 
But the city doesn't perceive itself yet in bad, in bad enough shape to take a Republican. I mean, a lot of the Democrats I know are still sticking to being Democrats, and they think they've got us on the ropes because of Trump and what they've done. And they're using that January 6th thing to sort of put us on the ropes. On the other hand, <laughs> he's more popular. So it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I don't know. I really don't know. Let's go to Peter in Basking Ridge, and that's uh, Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Hello, Mr. Mayor. How are you? I'm good, Peter. I'd like to make two quick points, if I may. Please. Uh, wasn't it the Black Lives leader before Mayor Adams became mayor saying that he was going to burn down the city? If you went back to the old police tactics. Who did? Wasn't it a BLM leader that said he was going to burn down the city? Do you recall that? How long ago was that? Just before Adams got elected as mayor. I don't remember anybody. I mean, I remember some things about it. There'd be a lot of problems in the city and whatever. Uh, but I don't remember anybody saying burning down the city. Uh, I remember. Was, I remember. I remember some of them making some real threats, but not. Not. I'll burn down this. I don't. I don't. He may have. I just. I just didn't get that. I mean, look, Black Lives Matter doesn't have a demonstration without a riot. The whole idea of they demonstrate peacefully, they demonstrate peacefully, and they beat the heck out of the, <laughs> the candy, the candy stores and the other stores. Did they go after the big businesses and the small businesses? And they wreck poor people. And what kind of heart do they have? None. I would like to make one more point, Mr. Mayor. Please, please. Kamala Harris is uh, comparing 9-11 to January 6th. How repugnant and disgusting that is. The people that were up there flying at 10,000 feet, 10,000 feet at Flight 93 that took down our plane. I, 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 uh, I, I am with you on that, my friend. I, I, I can't even, I don't think I can even repeat it. Uh, and I, I, you know, you know what troubles me even more than the fact that she said it. They let her get away with it. Nobody stood up. Nobody stopped her. They didn't take it off the air. They had to put it back on. I guess that's. So, let's see. Let's go to David in L.A. Yes, Mr. Mayor, I'd like to weigh in on Adams and Briggs. They're highly illogical in their arguments. Who are? are Adams and who who was the second? Bragg, I'm sorry. Oh, Bragg, of course, of course, Bragg. Okay. They're they're highly illogical in an attempt to fool the non-critical thinking liberals. Now, first of all, we got Jesse Smollett Adams as mayor. Quick to to pull the race card, and it's all over. No, but why, why did you say Jesse Smollett Adams? Okay, because he's talking about white supremacy is the reason he needs to hire his brother. Now, remember, the reason he made that comment in defense of his brother claiming white supremacy is because he was being criticized for appointing his brother. So, hey, I'm being criticized. Race card, white supremacy, Jesse Smollett. I, okay, so here's what I'm doing with here's what I'm doing with Adams. I mean, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. It's only a week, but I, I I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. That was a bad one. That was a really really bad one. Also, embracing Ill, uh, uh, non-citizens voting is a disaster. I mean, it shows no 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 concern about a, a coherent American nation uh, and all 
I mean, the, the only reason you want the only reason you want people who aren't citizens to vote is you think they're going to vote Democrat. It's not good for the country. People who vote in this country and people who become part of this country should know why they've become part of this country. I mean, we're a country of we only exist as long as we agree on ideas. The minute we split apart, which we're at risk of doing, we don't have an America anymore. And I, that's why I think I'm going to attribute that one to lack of wisdom, maybe. Or, but I agree with you. I, when I when that word white supremacy came out of his mouth y- yesterday, I uh, ooh, I didn't think he was that kind of guy. But let's see, let's see, let's see. We all say things and then we clarify them and we fix them and. Let's give the guy a chance. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do for him what they never do for us. Okay. They never gave me. I never got a honeymoon. Never. Day one. Day one. Two. Two days. Three days. Think Trump got a honeymoon? You think Biden got a honeymoon? <laughs> How many press conferences does he have? Like six. The other guys had fifty. You don't hear much complain about that, right? Right. Just happy twenty twenty. Happy 2020 to you, Mr. President. Nobody nobody cares. Paulie in Queens. Hello, Rudy. Hey, Paulie, how are you? I'm doing good, Rudy. I always like to tune into your station. I enjoy what you say. You know, what I wanted to bring out was I heard that, you know, Eric Adams appointed his mother and his brother to two cabinet positions. And uh, I haven't seen a lot of blowback yet. You know, uh, he's a Democrat. I mean, he's a Democrat. They don't they don't uh, they can do. I mean, he could, he could supply, um, take somebody to prison and put him in. They would be, be OK with that. New York but Post would love it. I mean, the New York Post, New York Post is uh, an Adams, you know, wake. You know, he, everything that he does is great. Uh, do you think, do you think he's going to get uh, he's going to have to reverse himself on those appointments? I don't think there's a, a complete, maybe, maybe, because, you know, it depends on how bad the story gets and what the purpose of it is and what they're doing. If they get if they get in trouble, it's going to be more of a problem for them if anybody else gets in trouble. Um, I think I, I think I'd want to see how things are going along and how he how how he is. This is the only thing I like to judge him on. We've got I mean, right now, he's still pretty good on crime. He has not upbraided, you know, or, or disagreed with uh, Bra- Bragg, but it's, he's made it pretty clear that he's uncomfortable with it, and maybe uh, maybe we're asking for too much. It is the guy, you know, the, the guy has to have his own views on some things. Here, here's, what I, here's what I'm going to keep in mind as my uh, barometer. It's my 80% friend is not my 20% enemy. That comes from one of our great presidents, Ronald Reagan. So if a guy agrees with you on important things, you know, eight out of ten times, you don't have to throw him out with the bathwater, you know. Otherwise, we'd be throwing everybody out. Let's give the guy a chance. Let's give him a chance. And um, I didn't like what I told you, and that we have that back of our back of our mind here. So let's go to um, is it Al in Long Island. Oh, okay. That's new. Nick from New Jersey. Okay. Rudy, hey. Uh, yeah, so work hour numbers are, are down. I'll, I'll accept that. But only counts working for others and not chores and errands, uh, watching your own kids. 
uh, paying for your own schools, etc. Uh, What's the I point? Just found out. Uh, well, you're counting not productivity, just blind work hours. So you got. Well, I'm not counting them. I'm, I'm saying a lot of people aren't working. Uh, well, we are back to normal. Two point eight million continuing claims. Um, I thought, I, and, I, are you sure of that? I thought we were off by ten uh, percent. I just, I think I just saw that. Uh, I don't know, ten percent what? Uh, we we um, have yeah. we have ten to fifteen percent more jobs than we have people wanting the jobs, and we've got and we've got way more than that has dropped out of the workforce. We have jobs wanting. People, people not taking them. Jobs at, you know, relatively reasonable levels where they either make, uh, make a little less than you can get by the government giving it to you, just a little more. The figure that I saw was about 10 to 16%. And then we have significant big, 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 big group of people who have decided not to work anymore, many of whom are pretty young. So we definitely have that problem. I don't think you want that problem, right? But what do you think? Yeah, you can uh, go on vault.biz maybe. I have to fix mm-hmm. some things, but just look at population by age cohort employment, and you'll see how, the, uh, how we're actually back to work. And, and the same, We're back to work in the same numbers as pre-pandemic? Uh, yeah, yeah. For oh, I'm going to check that. I, 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 I don't, I don't think you're right, but whoop, could have missed it. We'll find out. We'll try to check that before the end of the show, so people, people can sort of be up on it and know what the heck is going on because the economy is really, really important, and the inflationary impact of things is bad enough because there's always a chance that'll get unhinged. It's, it's like when they don't treat COVID, which is nuts. So I'm going to make that point. You know, hard not to make that point again. I just exposed to it over the weekend quite a bit with a number of people. But uh, COVID should be treated when you go right away. Please go get rudyscommonsense.com. Go get the last podcast. Please. Second to last podcast. The last one. We'll get that one too. That's with Bernie. And it's about what we talked about earlier. But the second last podcast is some very, very good, solid advice and information about treatment that's in your interest and not in the interest of any company. Or oh. Then you got to take a look at the fact that what's going on in Chicago? Hmm. What's going on in Chicago? The teachers are out. The parents want them back. The mayor wants them back. And we are failing our children. Somebody's got to stand up for the children and say, stop the hysteria. It's not that dangerous for children. I I don't know. There's no question that the whole situation with uh, at-home learning has not worked. The whole situation with public schools is a pure, absolute disaster. Other countries are passing us left and right. 
It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. So let's see. Uh, hmm. How about Allen, Long Island? Oh, we got it switching around. So now we have Tony. Tony, are you batting for Al? No, this is Tony, uh, Mayor. Okay, Tony. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, uh, that, that previous caller, he, he was right. Uh, that criminal that's uh, in charge of uh, Black Lives Matter, he did say that if Eric Adams put that policy back in action, uh, you know, stop and frisk, that the, the city would burn and burn and burn. I did hear him say that. Who, who said that? Uh, uh, one of the criminals that's in charge of Black Lives Matter was on TV. He said oh, on TV. I thought, I'm sorry, I thought he was saying that Adam said that. No, Adam didn't say that, but uh, well, that's, that's that. good. But I, I want to tell you something, Mayor. I'm making a prediction. You can flag this phone call. I'm predicting that we're going to go back to the Dinkins days with this regime they got in there oh, right now. Oh, please, please, yes, please. Yes, I'm telling you. Please, but why? Why is he that stupid? People will be looking for that. People are looking for that. Why would he be that stupid? Isn't that dumb? I mean, you're, you're walking into all your enemies. Look, he ran and he said he's going to reduce crime. He's going to bring back the plain clothes. He's going to make the city safe. It's number one priority. You think the press will cover him for it if he does that? I mean, they'll just say he's doing a good job and bullshit. I guess we lost you. Well, I'm sorry. I think I got the point, though. I, I am hoping. Uh, well, I hear that. I'm not a dope. I hear him. I hear, I hear what he's saying. It gives me a great deal of concern. But I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping. Because I, I heard the other stuff, too. And maybe that'll. Maybe that will take it over the top. Well, we'll be back in a little while with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation sponsored Mayor's Final Thoughts. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Welcome back. This is uh, the Mayor's Final Thoughts, which are brought to you by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's 911 Never Forget Mobile Exhibit is a tribute to all who lost their lives on September 11, 2001, who have since died from 9-11-related incidents and illnesses. The high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer transforms into an 1,100-square-foot exhibit, a tool to further educate people about September 11, welcomed around the nation, the memorial provides interactive education. It includes artifacts such as steel beams from the Twin Towers, videos and recordings of first responder radio transmissions. Though, uh, it, uh, through an interactive guide, uh, fire department firefighters provide firsthand accounts of the day. So you're going to, through an interactive uh, operation, you'll be able to have firefighters describe, I was on the floor. This happened, that happened, you know, that, that's, that's really great for the kids, too, to let them learn what it was about. Because they're going to have to face it someday, maybe, huh? The Tunnel Towers Foundation is committed to ensuring America keeps its vow to never forget. Its mobile exhibit has traveled to nearly 50 states in Canada and has welcomed over 500,000 
people. Wow. Aren't you kidding? Can you about 500,000? Visit in a city near you and join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. Now, our final thought. So, Chicago, the showdown. The children have to come first. That's the mayor's final thought. When I was the mayor, and there was an issue about the schools, and there were conflicting pressures, administration, students, got to be, got to be, the schools are for the children, not for the teachers. The schools are for the children, not the bureaucrats. The schools are for the children, not the politicians. The schools are for the children. The children, the children, the children, the children. They're not for the children. Simple explanation. Some guy gets accused right now of sexually arresting a child. He will have a hearing that lasts anywhere from bare minimum two years to five years, and he'll get paid all during that period of time. When a, a principal comes to me and says, Mr. Mayor, I've got 10 great teachers here, and i got 30 that terrible. And now we got the raises, and I want to give the 10 good ones more money, and I want to give the others moderate amounts, and the really bad ones, I want to give them so little that they can't come back. That's the way you manage, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way you manage. You don't manage in a static environment where... Now you got your teachers, it's going to stay that way. They got tenure, and you may have a teacher that's great, wonderful, and terrific, and excites you about math and history and that, blah, 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 the whole thing. And then, you know, the other course, you got geography and history, if they ever teach that anymore. Geography and history, or let's say Black Lives Matter, or critical race theory, or, you know, Columbus was a bum. That kind of, probably one of those, or Jefferson was a, 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 a Jefferson was a con man or, whatever, or any of those courses. You have one of those. I mean, it's, it's, it's just uh, terrible. It's terrible, 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 and there's no argument for it. Our schools have deteriorated at least in the last 10 years. We give them more money. The public school union is a disaster. Disaster. The public school union is substantially affected by left-wing thinking, which uh, can generously be regarded as Marxist thinking. And they are arrogant, and they want to run everything, and they don't want to take input from parents about children in school. And who the hell do you think you are that you will not take input about my child? Do you think you know my child better than I do, you arrogant idiot? Do you think every, every parent is a neglectful parent? That's the way you operate. You operate like parents are irresponsible. And therefore, the school knows better. Well, of course there are some irresponsible parents. And of course there are some children that need substitutes for parents, which would be better then the bureaucrats pushing them around like, you know, maybe you're going to get cattle cars for them one of these days. 
I mean, when you when you guys start pushing around, it's really like you did with the election, uh, uh, checking out the votes in the election. You put the Republicans in pens in six cities. Someday I want to know who came up with that idea and who passed it around. Hell of an idea. Hmm. Then you make sure you, you Republicans have no idea if the votes are valid or invalid. You never get a chance to tell because once the signature is removed, you can never check again. Didn't you know that? All these recounts, it's like ridiculous. You're recounting the same votes. You've got to do a forensic audit. You've got to go back. You've got to check. got to see if the paper is the paper different. Well, we're going, to, we're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. We want to see if we make a little progress in Chicago. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm praying that Adams will take on uh, this guy. And that um, I think my son held a press conference today with several other candidates and, and, et cetera, and, and put it to the governor, you know. Remove or own them. Remove or own them. Remove or when somebody gets killed, God forbid. It's you, Hokopoko. So wake up. Wake up. I know you're all awake. My audience, my audience is fabulous. Love you people. What are you going to do tomorrow morning? I wish you could just repeat it. I don't have to say it. But I like to say it. You get up in the morning and you say, God bless America. God bless America. Back tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.